You are listening to Godly MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition Podcast, Episode 024. Welcome to the Godly MBA Marketing Beyond Ambition. This is the only podcast that will share and teach actionable and biblical marketing strategies to empower you, the value-based business owners and Christian entrepreneurs. Learn to communicate your message effectively in this noisy world so you can finally earn more, serve more, and give more. Now, here is your host, Kelly Botter. Hello, Kelly Butler here. Welcome to God the MBA podcast. I consider today's episode is such a gift from God for all of us. I have followed today's guest and learned from her for many years. And I always wonder how she did it and what kind of roads she has traveled to become where she is today. Kim Garst is one of the world's most retreated people among digital marketers. She's a renowned business strategist, keynote speaker, and international best-selling author of Will the Real You Please Stand Up, Show Up, Be Authentic, and Prosper in social media. Kim focuses on helping business owners get more leads, customers, and sales. She is also internationally recognized as a thought leader in the social media space. Forbes named her as one of the top 10 social media power influencers. Her blog, KimGarst.com, is one of the top social media resources in the world. On the fun side, in today's episode, we have broken many rules of what not to say in the podcast. Things like Kim's thoughts on Donald Trump. Yep, you heard me right. And of course, Kim didn't hold back to share about her personal entrepreneurial journey, how her face has impacted her business, and what she would do if she started over today. Aren't you excited? You should. Now, let's check with Kim. Kim, I'm so happy you are here. Well, happy is well understatement. <laughs> Welcome to the I'm, show, Kim. Well, thank you. I'm so excited. Uh, we as we were talking uh, prior to getting started, uh, you know, we've had a little bit of uh, trouble connecting. So I'm super glad that uh, we've made it work. So I'm very excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me, Kelly. Well, pleasure is all mine, Kim. And, you know, as we see you today, you are so well established. Uh, would you mind to share with us that, you know, how did you become this key influencer in the social media field? Well, you know, I didn't start out trying to be an influencer. You know, I didn't start out saying, uh, you know, I'm going to be like, I don't know, like, you know, when I started, Maury Smith was and still is like an icon in the social media space, right? So I didn't start out thinking, you know, I'm going to be, you know, like Maury. That wasn't my intent at all when I when I first started. In fact, you know, the whole influence concept wasn't even a part of my frame of reference when I first started. I just thought, wow, I'm just going to get started. And much of what I did in the early days was, I didn't know what I was doing. So I was just trying to do what a lot of us do, right? Just do, okay, let's see, some, they're blogging. All right, let me 
I need to start a blog. So, so much of what uh, on the front side that I did uh, in the social space was just trial and error and, you know, kind of watching what other influencers were doing and trying to emulate it, but not from the standpoint of, hey, I want to be an influencer. It was just like, well, they're doing something that's working and let me see if I can do something similar you know, to serve a community of people that might be interested in what I have to share. So it started off kind of innocently, honestly, and and no structure, no core plan to, you know, become famous, if you want to call it that, or become an influencer. I think lots of times people assume that, you know, you plan to be that. And I don't think anybody honestly truly starts there or they would say that that's what was their goal. Now, now that said, a lot of us now that have been down that path will train other people to have that mindset because if we can shorten the learning curves of other people and to help them project that they're, they have influence and they have value versus stumbling around in the dark and just accidentally arriving at that place, (laughs) which is where I feel like what I did. Uh, So my hope is now that I can help people craft their, their journey before they get started so that they don't have all these, you know, multiple offshoots that I had. So I think a lot of people now that have come up in the social space, A lot of us, I think, would say the same thing, that we didn't start out trying to be a social media power influencer. We just kind of uh, evolved into it. And of course, now, you know, we we can share that experience and hopefully help other people get there faster than than we did accidentally. Well, that's encouraging, (laughs) meaning that, you know, uh, it sounds like, I guess that's also why you tread is such a a big crowd, including myself. I'm I'm your fan and student for years, and because it just you are always very authentic. Uh, so what you just shared basically kind of tell us that you know you know we all kind of try and try and error and model what what the experts that we see that already work. So we do have hope, right, Kim? <laughs> Absolutely, and you know when I say trying to see what other people are doing. Don't spend an inordinate amount of time doing that. Just figure out, pay attention to a couple of people that you feel like are where you want to be. Because the biggest problem that we face as entrepreneurs is the shiny object syndrome, where we're constantly trying to figure out what to do next. And because we're paying attention to so many people, we ultimately get nothing done. And, you know, if you're trying to figure out what's working now, you know, find one or two people. I mean, literally, don't do five, don't do 10, find a couple of people that their message resonates with you that, that are serving your, what you perceive to be your ideal client, figure out what you like about what they're doing. And, you know, it's not about copying. It's about taking that process and saying, Oh, I really like that they're doing X, Y, Z. And how can I do that in my way? You know, how can I bring my uniqueness, my authenticity to that same uh, process that's the difference. And I think that's right now, it's so hard to show up and be a standout in so many niches. And the the reason that so many people are failing or, or, or struggling to achieve the result that they want is because they're trying to be somebody else or trying to do what somebody else is doing instead of bringing their own um, authenticity uh, to the table and being who they truly are. 
there's nothing new under the sun. We all, you know, if we're serving the ideal, same ideal client or, and we're doing it, you know, in some of the same ways, the only unique proposition that we have today uh, as entrepreneurs is ourselves because we are unique, each and every one of us. And so I see a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with this concept and that's the missing element, honestly, is uh, being okay with, you know, letting yourself shine. Yeah, exactly. And since we're on that topic, let yourself shine. You know, uh, myself included, literally thousands of people, if not more than thousands of people, that every day we read your post. And uh, it's always very uplifting. And obviously that uh, also have some, you know, you share your face publicly and very authentically. So how your face impacts your business? Well, it didn't start out that way, honestly, to go back to what I was sharing earlier about, you know, stumbling into things and or trial and error and and trying to figure out what works for you. I really struggled to find my voice when I first uh, got started in social media. You know, what did I truly care about? To go back to what I said earlier about letting yourself shine and how you truly ultimately are the difference and that's how you stand out. That was where I struggled when I first started. I um, was afraid to show up and, you know, be who I was. I was like, well, let me try to be that person or this person. They're doing it and, you know, I can do that. So lots of times we think that and we try to emulate down to, you know, core things that aren't us. And so I um, ultimately, I'm like, I had to step back from that. And I'm like, what do I truly care about? And do I, you know, what represents me and my, my morals, my values? What do I want to put out into the world that is, because what you put out comes back to you. And so with that said, if I'm, you know, trying to be someone else, then ultimately I'm going to attract the, the wrong types of people, right? So much of what we do in the social space is all about attraction, in my opinion, and attracting it's either through and content, whether it's our blogs or the things that we put out uh, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or any of the social platforms. It's all about attracting the right people to us and the right people that are interested in our products and services ultimately. But it starts at a human, uh, human to human level, you know, relatability. It's not about holding up a sign that says, bye, bye, bye from me. It's about how can I connect on a human level to my ideal prospect or my ideal client. And so I've kind of, I had to really slow down and figure out what my core a compass was, you know, and so I tell everybody that now, you know, what is your core compass? Sit down with a piece of paper and write down your five most important things in your life. You know, for me, it starts with my faith, uh, my family, my business is number five. And so a, a lot of people are like, well, what, what is she saying? I mean, cause we're, we're in business, right? This makes no sense. So if you, um, take a look at any of my content, my compass is what shapes all of my content. So I love my, uh, my faith is first and foremost, my family 
it, my fam, my boys have got to where they don't like me sharing them on social media. But oh my gosh, what, I love your photo on your timeline. That one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when I can get them to share, let, let me share them. I'm all about that. I love to laugh. I love people who have a sense of humor. So I incorporate、uh, humor into a lot of my、uh, my content. So I just try to connect with people around things that are a value base for me, and it doesn't mean that I'm trying to ostracize anyone. It doesn't mean that I don't have clients that are, don't believe the same way that I do. It's not about that at all. It's about being authentic and staying true to myself. And being okay with being that person. So once you have established that part, then it becomes so much easier to know what you're going to share in the social space. Now, I, you know, I don't share politics. This is kind of this rule, and I'll say it because most of you know it. But most people say never share your faith or politics on social media. And I actually saw this meme yesterday. It was kind of a video slash meme where.、Um, It was a、um, Pirates of the Caribbean, and it was Jack running away from this mob of people. And the meme said, "This is what happens when you share a,、uh, your political opinion on Facebook." So you know he has this crowd of people running after him, and he's he's running, you know, to get away from them. That's kind of true, I think, in the definitely as it relates to politics, because there's so much. Passion、uh, about it. Passion, <laughs> and and you'd you would love to think that there's that much passion about faith, but I don't know necessarily. I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm not trying to you know project my、uh, my values on other people. It just comes from a core place of where I, you know, come from. So I don't leave God at the door of my business. I guess to sum it all up, I、uh, invite him on in, and then I hope that I、uh, reflect. That in my business, that's kind of my goal is, you know, showing up and uh, uh, sharing my faith in a in an authentic way. Not necessarily because I believe there are no other faiths out there that are different, or you know, I'm very、uh, cognizant and very respectful of other people's beliefs. It's just something that comes from my core value system, and so it's a part of who I am, and I I do share it. And so many people ask me about it、uh, because I think they would love to do it as well. And I would just like to encourage you to, again to go back and sit down with your piece of paper and、uh, and define what the five things are. Not ten, just five. You know, narrow them down, and then that will help you shape what you put out into the world. And what you put out into the world will ultimately attract the right people to you. Is kind of my experience and belief system as it relates to social media and doing business across the board. It's not. Like I say, even though some people may not agree with my faith, or maybe、um, you know don't have faith at all, they are respectful of the fact that I share that, and I'm not afraid to do so. It's a part of who I am. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. that helps. Oh my goodness, oh my that that's so helpful. And by the way, our mutual friend Ian Anderson Gray, Ian, you should be very happy now. I ask your question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta say that sometimes myself we still have a little bit struggle on the part, but I also come to a point that you know, cause gonna hit fifty this year, so I think it's about time to come out of you know the core of myself. And, yeah.、Um, and the other day, actually, I asked some of my clients; they are not share the same face, and I asked a very、uh, straightforward question, say. Hey, you know who I am, what I believe, and we don't share the same thing. But question: 
why do you attract to me? Why are you attracted to me? And they say all different way, but boil to down it. Well, we figure that you are very genuine, and we figure out that you are very helpful and you bring result. So there you go. See, I think people are just looking for authenticity, regardless of what that looks like. So you know, some people—it's just a, a perfect example. It just came popped into my head. But a lot of—I know you probably know Gary Vaynerchuk, and a lot of people listening um, or watching probably have heard of. And in some cases, you may tune into his content, and you'll be like, "Oh my goodness, that language!" Right? <laughs> but. But the reality of it is he has such a strong core message and he is authentic to who he is. I mean, that's a part of who he is. And just because somebody criticizes him about it or, you know, doesn't like it or whatever, doesn't mean that he hasn't stayed true to who he authentically is. And more importantly, you know, so many people overlook the things they don't like about him, like maybe his language, simply because he brings it. He has great value. And so they, you know, don't, they don't pay attention to the things that, you know, might not, they may not be in alignment with him on. And I think that's true for anybody. If you authentically show up, regardless of whether it's from one end of the spectrum to the other, there is a respect there. There is, uh, you know, as long as your value shines out from around all of that, and you come across as authentic, hello, that's, it, I mean, you could, I mean, here I am, I'm getting ready to, to go to do something that I said I wasn't going to do, but politics, we've got Donald Trump, right? And so he, regardless of what people think about him, he was authentically real. And in some cases, you're like, don't even say that. I can't believe you said that. But he, you know, I guess that's my point is, and you think, well, I think people are just so tired of the fake stuff that they're willing to be okay with whatever the spectrum from one end to the other, because it's it's coming from a place of realness. And I think that's the key. It kind of goes back to pretty much everything I've said already is be true to who you are and be okay with that you know, from faith-based to, you know, you potty mouth, if it, if, that, if that's, <laughs> that's who you are, you know. It, okay, Kim, we kind of just, you know, uh, erase all that they say what not to do in, in the podcast. We do it all, okay? Right, right. That's awesome. I, know, I, I violated all my rules, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but that's true. That's true. I think uh, Gary, that was a fantastic example. I love his content. Same. I love him. He has such strong value. You know, I maybe I wouldn't. Well, I know I wouldn't say the things he says from a verbiage standpoint, but okay, <laughs> that's who he is, and I'm totally okay with that. I'm totally okay with that. Yeah, yeah. That's such a great uh, example for us. And so, the other question is a fun one. If you have to start over today with a limited budget. And what would you do? I would um, blog and I would focus on building my list. We don't own our Facebook fans, our Twitter followers, our Instagram followers. You know, if you're doing Facebook Live or Periscopes, 
those are touch points that attract people to us. But we, you know, if something shifts and, and changes like Facebook, they would never change anything on us, right? That's super sarcasm, by the way. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we can't, we'll never know who those people are. So I would use my blog to attract, you know, give value so that I would attract good people to my content. And then I would grow my list as quickly as I possibly can. Now, I say that be from experience. When I started, I started um, trying to get as many followers as I could. I, you know, this whole social media thing, I got to get fans, I got to get followers, I, you know. And I dug into, uh, into social media and I had almost no focus on my list building. And social media, for the most part, is an attraction process. It's not a sales process. It's a relationship builder. It's a touch point. You know, the majority of our sales I'd say almost 90% of them are generated through our list, not through social media. Now, that doesn't mean that, you know, a, a ton of those people that are on our list have been attracted to our list through social media, but it's a disconnect for an, a lot of marketers. They're not focusing on their list and, you know, things change in the social space. So you're building your house, your business on Sandy uh, foundations when you focus exclusively on social media. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's tweetable right there. It's like, <laughs> yes. literally, that's a tweetable right there. It's a, you know, it's a the tweetable social, moment. <laughs> yeah, it's a social media. It's just a traction point, but not the sales process. I mean, that's a, such a great tweetable moment. And so, Kim, I love your the, your recent Facebook Live, the content and courses. I'm not just a fan. I'm literally a student. And, you know, can you kind of share with us that what do you see? What are some common mistakes uh, when people start to do their Facebook Live for their business? Well, I think the, the first um, mistake is uh, being afraid to make a mistake, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, they, and I've been there. Uh, when I started with uh, live video, I was one of those people who would have never thought that I would be, you know, doing live video frequently, much less daily when I first started. And simply because I had a lot of the same hangups that a lot of people do, fear factor, you know, perfectionism, you know, putting myself out there. Somebody's going to, you know, think I got a shiny nose or my hair is sticking up, or they're going to say something mean and not like me. So, you know, all those things. And it's a process, I think. But to go back to the core mistakes that I think people are making is wor being worried about it being perfect because that's why ultimately why people are embracing live video like they are is because of the imperfections and the rawness of it. So be okay with, with it not being perfect. In fact, embrace it when it's not perfect. It would be my, my first recommendation. And, you know, I think that another thing that is a huge problem for people is that fear factor. And like I said, i a huge understanding for that because it was certainly a problem for me. Video has always been my elephant, but I just would like to say this because I think that people need to hear it. Guys, it's not about us at all. It's not, it's not about our own hangups about whether or not, you know, we're afraid to get out there. If you are passionate about 
what you do to help someone else, you know, you're in your business, whether you're a coach or whether, you know, you have a product or a service that serves someone else, then push past your own stuff and get yourself out there because it's not about you. It's all about them and delivering some great value in some way that adds something to their lives. You know, whether it's inspiration or whether it's knowledge or whether it's just sharing an experience and and a touch point, it's, you know, that's the key. And if we can't get out of our own way to be in service to someone else, do we really need to be in business? I hate to put it so harshly, but. Ouch. Yeah. (laughs) And I, I'm just saying, I'll I'll follow up with a little softer thing um, because I feel so, I do feel so passionate about the opportunity that live video brings us because it gives us an opportunity to build the no like and trust factor at a super accelerated rate. It gives people a feel for who we are to, we truly care And if you will push past your own stuff, there is amazing things on the other side. So, you know, if you are just starting and you don't have this massive social, if you don't have 100,000 Twitter followers and, you know, 200,000 Facebook fans or or even 10,000 or, you know, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, The opportunity that live video brings is an acceleration. It takes a lot of time to build a social platform today and to develop content for that platform and to really build relationships. And when you put yourself out there on live video and be okay with not being perfect, then you have an opportunity to grow a community much, much faster because people know literally usually within a couple of minutes, whether they like you, you can't do that. You can't put out a tweet and somebody say, Oh, I I think I really like that person, you know, (laughs) versus, you know, putting yourself out there and somebody saying, wow, I really, that person added some value to my life today. And if you didn't, don't be worried about, you know, the people that go about their business and aren't attracted to you. They're not your ideal client. You're only interested in the people that are attracted to the message you bring, to the value you bring. Which is great because then we don't waste on time. Yes. To you know, try to deal with those people are not your crowd, not your tribe anyway. Right. Your vibe attracts your tribe. And I think that the live video gives us that opportunity to display our authenticity, our care, our uh, expertise in a way that is immediate. It's just almost like a no brainer. So I'm always, I'm a, and I was and it's easy for me to say, and I know I get that because I started exactly where a lot of you are right now with your heels dug in saying, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. I don't care what she says. (laughs) I started out there too. (laughs) It's so hard for us to believe you were there as well. Yeah. Because when we look at you, it's just like, you are so Natural, it seems that you meant for it, right? But it's so encouraging to hear that, you know, you, you, you also have those concerns that most of us do. And, you know, I got this very good question from my audience. They say, well, Kelly or Kim, that since now Facebook Live is very popular, and if they, when come to building lists, right, they were thinking that if they want to, uh, you know, uh, execute a series of mini training in the video format 
So shall we do in the Facebook Live or shall we do in the webinar format? What is your take on this? Okay, well, there's a couple of uh, ways you can think about this. From a business standpoint, when you create content that is webinar-based uh, and you advertise it and you go through all the processes of you know, getting people live on the webinar, there is a really critical piece that is involved in that process, and that is collecting email addresses. And going back to what I said earlier, if there was one thing, uh, you know, what would I, or if I had limited resources, what would I really focus on? I would really focus on building out uh, my list. So when you have, when you host a webinar and people physically attend, they have to give you their email address in order to uh, get to that content. So from that uh, perspective, I am a huge fan of webinars. I think that traditional style webinars, you know, when you can, they still work, absolutely work. I think we're seeing a shift towards a little bit. Yeah, I think personally, you have to have a little bit more of a um, work a little harder these days with a little bit more of uh, humor and relatability and, you know, not just being a death by PowerPoint on webinars. I also think that there is application for Facebook live trainings that can ultimately be created uh, into courses as well. But the missing element is, it could be a missing element if you don't have a median to collect email addresses for those who consume the content. Now, I will step one step further. What is the intent for the trainings? Are you going to package them and sell them? So on the front side, is it just about, you know, creating the content in a webinar format or on a Facebook Live platform? And then, you know, uh, pulling that content and then packaging it in some way to sell. So if that's the case, then you may not have to stress over choosing one or the other. It's a matter of just getting it done. And then pulling it together and, and putting it back out into the world for sale. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So it depends okay. on the, the end goal. But when you come to the list building, obviously we need to have a way route those people to hop on to upping, basically. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So Kim, again, I say that if today we see you, you are well established. You Every time you show from the camera, we feel like you are well put together, right? So do you have any funny moment or, or embarrassed one even during this journey? Well, I have one. Uh, Kelly, we were supposed to have this interview and she's like, can you turn on your camera? And I'm like, no, I can't. I don't have any makeup. My hair doesn't, I haven't done the hair and makeup thing today. I said, can we meet back in 15 minutes? And she's like, sure. So that was a little bit embarrassing, but, uh, from the standpoint of live video across the board, I've had many embarrassing moments where in the past, when something like this would have happened, I would have been mortified. Like things like, um, you know, dropping my camera and fumbling around and, you know, trying to retrieve my camera and all the while people are sitting there watching, right? So the perfectionist in me would have been, uh, like I say, was was like, I can't believe this is happening to me. And, you know, I can't edit this out. People are seeing this. Being okay with the rawness of it, be okay with, with that. And then last year, um, around Thanksgiving, we did a scope of Palooza and we had the entire team here in the office. And because it was the holiday, my business partner had brought his two English bulldogs 
And right in the middle of the training that I was doing, up jumped Bessie onto my lap. And, you know, she's walking around on the, um, on the sofa. And, you know, but they, people loved it. it there, but there was one of those things where, oh, whoa, this is not a part of the script, right? And <laughs> uh, normally that would have, you know, like I say, totally thrown me off my game. But you get really quick on your feet and you really quickly embrace the fact that things aren't perfect. Otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy. And I've, like I say, I've had many embarrassing moments, I had something in my teeth one day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So now you guys know Kim is not hundred percent perfect. Just 99%. So, <laughs> you know, when I start this podcast and these last two questions, you know, what God wants me to put here is for purpose. One is to really that the listeners realize that all those experts and influencers, after all, they're just human, just like we all are. And the very last question is, what would say, I mean, you have impact so many lives, I'm sure, Kim mine included what would you say pick a moment say that is a godly mba moment is beyond just a business transaction when you realize that well you know i said this before and uh even myself i really don't i can't quite grasp the impact that i have you know some, sometimes people will tell me like you have uh just did kelly you know you've made an impact and those are and i i always treasure those things because you don't always know you know it's a median of you put things out there and you don't know you know what that impact is sometimes people tell you and sometimes and sometimes they don't but i got a a message i guess it's been about 3 or 4 months ago on my Facebook page from a lady who had responded to one of my inspirational posts and, um, or had seen one of my inspirational posts. I share a lot of motivation, inspiration, and much of that comes from my own place of, you know, needing that inspiration and motivation myself as entrepreneurs. I think we need to feel like we can do it, that we have that possible in us. But she had sent me this Facebook message and she, um, she said, I was getting ready to kill myself and I saw your post and I'm like, I mean, to just now it just gives me chills and I want to cry. So sometimes that's my, I guess my big point, it's not about tooting my horn and saying, Hey, wow, I, I shared something that made somebody not kill themselves. And that's not why I, why I'm sh sharing this story. I'm sharing this story because each and every one of us do and say things every day on social media that t touches someone in some way. And we all have an impact. And sometimes we don't know what that impact is and may never know what that impact is unless somebody tells us. But the power of our story or our voice on any given day can make a huge difference for someone. Someone may need your message. Someone may need your story. So people that are afraid to share, nobody cares about my story ain't not trust me someone out there is going through something similar or in is in the exact same boat or you know if you can save someone else from you know something you know bad that may ultimately happen in their lives simply by sharing a positive note or giving them a smile or some encouragement or you know sharing your story maybe it's a horrific one maybe it's uh, you know not but 
don't be afraid to share and to have a voice that's authentically who you are because it makes a difference. Well, it does. And I cannot, I also have tears. So <laughs> uh, I cannot wrap up this interview better than that. In the end, I just want to say, don't be selfish. That's all. Remember Amen. that. And that's a share that uh, our story and our love and care, because you never know what impacts and hope that through our content have provided right that moment. Kim, I cannot thank you enough that uh, for being on the show and uh, Thank I you for so inviting me, Kelly. I'm so excited to, to support this and your, your efforts. I know this is going to be a, an amazing podcast, so it's going to be exciting to watch you grow. Thank you so much, Kim. I trust you have enjoyed the episode as much as I did. For today's show notes and Kim's info, please visit kellybarler.com forward slash 024. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We know you have given us your most valuable treasure, your time, and we don't take it lightly. We truly appreciate it. Please do share, subscribe, and give us your honest reviews on iTunes so my team and I can continuously produce valuable content for you. Again, all the goodies we mentioned during the show and my free gift to you is at kellyballer.com. Remember, you matter. See you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Godly MBA podcast. For more actionable marketing tips and strategies and today's show notes, visit www.kellybotter.com.